and uh, some of us will be breaking uh, tomorrow or maybe this evening, depending on when when we started. Peace, YG Gutter. You know, but either way, I think the majority of you who probably just did the three days on the fast, this cheap you, y'all, by the way. I know when you do these, these things, you're just supposed to introduce yourself in the beginning, especially depending on where your media may end up. I usually just forget and go right into it. But, um, yeah, so I know most of you have probably completed and you're eating breakfast or, you know, peace, 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 Brother Vermont. You're eating your breakfast or, or maybe you broke last night and you were able to have some dinner last night. And uh, willfully, uh, you are appreciating your food at a totally different level now than you ever have, you know, or maybe not ever have, but maybe have recently. You know, there's, there's always a beauty in being able to rest the digestive system. And sometimes um, we don't see the value of taking care of ourselves because we don't see how our, our soul reflection and our bodies are intricately linked with one another. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes we, we put a lot of abuse on our bodies and we think that it doesn't really matter based on our level of spiritual soul life development. And the truth is, it's abuse is abuse. You know, oh man, I thought, peace, Andrine. I thought I turned these reminders off. Try it again. There we go. Peace, Baba Logan. Multiple reminders. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, when you get an opportunity to kind of um, rest the system in that way, you know, it, it, it shows honor and respect, you, not just to the body, but, uh, yeah, I'm always jamming. Cause you know, <laughs> um, music is pretty much a 24-7 thing um, in any space I'm in. Peace, Shannon. Music is good to, to keep a place clean. You know, keep the vibes, command the vibes for where you want it to be. You know, but, um, and plus, I like to, you know, keep my mental palette kind of clean using sound because I take in a lot every day, a lot of information, a lot of studying. And then people ask me for a lot of things every single day. Chief, I need this. Chief, what about this? Chief, can you do this? Chief, can you do that? 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 So, peace, Sister Moksha. So, by having the music all the time, peace, uh, Sister Ruhia. Um, having the music all the time, it, uh, it helps me to keep my own rhythm and my own step and then fall back into my own space, my own pocket without, um, you know, kind of feeling like, yeah, I'm moving to someone else's, you know, some the, the pie piper of someone else, you know, someone else's melody, if you will. Peace plant OG. Peace precious mom. So yeah, um I've always done that, man. I think from a young child, always had music playing and then when I got my first place, um, music always playing. Yeah, it's always always music music and water. <laughs> Those two combinations, you know. But, um, yeah, anyway. So, like I was saying, you know, I think it's, it's advantageous. I know it's advantageous when you're able to reset for a moment, reset your digestive system. And, like I said, it's linked to your soul, to the, the health of your soul. You know, it's linked to the health of your spirit. 
um, that level of respect and um, kind of peace. Shalom, shalom, Baba Utu. And being able to um, let me turn it down because I'm over here analyzing the bass solo. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, man, it, it becomes very powerful in that sense, man. Because like I said, a lot of times we just don't see those two things as as connected, but. You know, uh, willfully, you've all gone through your reset. Like I said, if you would begin, um, you know, six-day evening, then you would have ended, you know, last evening. Peace, Baba Christian, Baba Cruz, India Hunt. Peace, 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 peace. Welcome. Greetings. Welcome to the, to the new day. Or as Michelle Pharrell would say, welcome to my love. Not my love, though, but it's just a song. You know, but... Um, Welcome to everyone. You know, um, but yeah, man, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just about really being able to reset because a lot of times, and especially in these times, there's so many changes happening that uh, we need some serious resets in our life. You know, because some of us have had forced resets because of the just the whole... Um, calamity, <laughs> if you say, oh, give thanks, Baba Cruz. Yeah, man, give thanks. You know, um, the whole calamity that the world has been experiencing, um, there's been some forced resets. Some people have had to, peace, peace, Baba Kevin. Oh, no, no, it's not Farrell Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's he's one of my favorites though. Farrell Saunders is a beast, man. Even at the age he's at now, man, he's still like he's he's always been a ferocious kind of horn player, very strong, strong um, tenor player, Farrell Saunders. But he just when he gets on stage, man, he's like he's like the James Brown of um, of sax. <laughs> you know, he gets on stage and he just goes ham. <laughs> you know, even at the age that he's at now, man, I love Farrell Saunders. I, I love, I love, I love all entertainers that just leave it on the stage, even if they're not that great. <laughs> you know, but I, I love, I love people when they when they get on stage, they just black out and and let go. You know, I love it. You know, I think that was one of the greatest beauties of of Bob Marley. You know, he just get on stage and black out. You know, um, Jimi Hendrix would black out. I think Bob was more free than Jimmy, though, even. Because Jimmy was a little shy at times. But Jimmy was so freaky with his performance that you didn't even notice. He's lighting guitars on fire and, and playing with his tongue and, and all kinds of... Peace, Nicky Love! And doing all kinds of stuff like that, man. But, yeah, man, anybody who just gives it, you know, leaves it on that stage and... Yeah, they, they, got, they get my vote. But, um... Yeah, so what I was saying just basically, man, there's been a lot of force. Peace, Sister Deidre. There's been a lot of force resets. And um, for a lot of folks, it's difficult because um, just listen to some Bob and Jimmy. <laughs> How could you not? You know, there's certain things that are just standards of the human experience. And it's such a beauty, you know, when people can come and be a standard. You know, Bob Marley is, is a, has become a standard of the human experience uh, 
you know, peace information, you know, just like James Brown is a standard of, of the human experience. Um, well, of the life experience is probably a better way to put it. You know, because humans may not be able to appreciate Bob Marley or Jimi Hendrix or, you know, these other kind of people. But, um, yeah, those force resets, looking towards our foundations, like the foundations of our human experience, you know, um, it's important to fast periodically. I know some of you probably want to continue forward or you want to make it a regular part of, of um, just your routine. I totally encourage you to um, engage in that level of reset. Um, you know, even if you want to do it once a month, or some people do it every strong. You know, they take one day where they just do um, liquid or they do nothing or they do intermittent fasting, maybe three or four days out of the strong where, you know, maybe they'll um, only eat from like 12 to 7. Although, I, I, to me, that's always been like, that's the time you're going to eat anyway. But, um, you know, everybody's different. But, you know, they, they open up a small, maybe six or eight hour window of when they'll consume food and then they'll give their system a, a, you know, an opportunity to recharge and, and refresh, you know, uh, outside of that, that window. So you may decide, you know, after doing this, you may decide, hey, I want to mix it up a little bit. And it's good, man. You know, keep the, bob, the body evolving, keeping the body, keep the body guessing. And like I said, never forget that everything grows at the same time. So there's no way you're going to have a healthy body and a sick mind. If you have a if you have a sick mind, and and you you know you big and strong and your cardio is up and everything, your body's help, your body's sick. It just may not look like it, but it's sick, you know. And there's no way that that you can have a sick body and a healthy mind, or a strong spirit. The two the two don't you know doesn't work together like that. And you know um, a decomposing body is not necessarily a weak body. We're all decomposing, you know. Uh, so you always want to be able to try to do things in balance and having those those times when you can explore the grace of, of a fast, you know, because that's, that's rich people stuff. I'm going to choose not to eat. I can't eat, but I'm not going to eat. That's a sign of wealth, you know. Um, but when you can explore that grace and, and pace yourself through a different kind of grace and take a real look at your addictions and things like that, one of the beauties also of fasting, it helps us to look at our um, addictions. And not addictions, but our, what we procrastinate on. You notice when your life isn't centered around what I'm going to eat for lunch, what I'm going to eat for dinner, what I'm going to eat for breakfast, and you have all this space in between. You know, um, you really have to think about well, why am I not getting certain things done? You know, especially when we live in a world that's, you know, a lot of us live what's called a burnout culture, you know, and being burnt out is just a, a normal part of our experience. You know, peace, spoil, rotten. Uh, we don't seek to enjoy anything. We don't really have anything we enjoy. If somebody asks us, what do we do for fun? We'll be sitting there scratching our head. Fun. <laughs> you know, as if that's cute. Uh, we have nothing we do for fun. Uh, we have nothing we do to recharge. We have nothing we do to truly relax or anything like that. And, um, you know, based around that, there's always this impending anxiety around burning ourselves out. 
And then, like I said, even the fasting or, or sleeping, you know, resting, getting enough rest, whether it's sleep or meditation, because you don't necessarily need to sleep to rest. You know, that's an important thing that you should understand. You know, um, learning how to properly meditate can be very effective in terms of acquiring rest for your system. But nonetheless, burnout culture is a real thing, man. And I think during these times of fasting, and like I said, man, get out into nature. Focus on this, focus on that. You get to see, like, what, what habits you may have that are actually burning you out. You know, um... Foundations has been a, a big thing that's been on, on the brain. You know, what happened? Well, I see the word disappointed. What you do, Andrew? I had to end the fast yesterday afternoon. Had a headache and dizziness. Thinking I, I should have cut back on workout and drank more water. Very disappointed. Will attempt again this Sabbat with my mom. You know. Yeah, or maybe you just, you know, you need more herb-infused teas. That probably was it. You know what I mean? Water is cool, but when you're fasting and, and it's not something that... Peace had many, 144. Um, and Esme, peace, peace, peace. <laughs> uh, yeah, but when you're... Um, when it's something that you're not accustomed to, you know, that actually... And don't feel don't feel disappointed. Um, that happened to me when I when I did my first 40-day fast. Um, peace, Alicia. Ali Isha. Um... The first time I did my first 40-day fast, I had a similar uh, kind of experience. And I had to break from just straight water because I was doing only water for 40 days. And um, I'm trying to remember around when. But I feel like I had like 13 days to go or 14 days to go. And some, some very weird things started to... <laughs> started to happen with my body i mean of course i wasn't even really going to the bathroom you know at, at that point um but, but yeah i started feeling similar to what you were feeling not so much the headaches but you know just there was some issues with my vision and uh i realized that uh i needed i needed some some, some tea <laughs> i needed some herbs you know so um you know i started to drink some teas kind of um, remineralize my system. I didn't eat any food or any shakes or any juices or anything like that. But um, peace, Brother Antonio. But I did have to um, get some burdock and uh, a couple other things that were like, you know, um, just like, just, just some strong, you know, stuff that had a lot, that was mineral heavy. I needed more copper, you know. Um, it was a bunch of stuff. And I just, I did the teas maybe for for like five, six days, maybe a little longer, and I started feeling more like like myself a little bit, and then I then I went back onto onto the water, you know. So, you know, my my first time out on a forty day fast was, you know, um, it, I, you know, I didn't I didn't make it like I wanted to make it, you know, as as well, and I was even younger then, you know. So um, I know your age. Andrew. So, you know, as, as we mature, peace, Mama Marva, um, you know, sometimes our, our body, we've had a lifetime of, of deficiencies. So it's a little bit harder to do certain things. So no, don't, don't, don't sweat it. 
don't sweat it. Like you said, you you could try it again. That's all. You just try it again. Because the second time I did a 40-day fast, I've only done a 40-day fast of only water three times in my life. Okay. Um, it's 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 brutal. It's not a it's not a like a this peace quantum love. There's nothing enjoyable about it. So it's not like it's it's not like a three day fast. You can do a three day juice fast and feel great. Forty day fast, you're you you suffer. You know you you pretty much suffer. There's a lot of uh, demons that come to the surface. Um, you know, not just and then there's a there's a physical change, of course, that you experience. And I think every time I did uh, my fast, I was pretty active. You know, so. Um, the, the loss of muscle, you know, you start to see uh, your body cannibalizing your muscle. You know, it cannibalizes the fat, but then you see it cannibalizing the muscle as well, and you're shrinking in. And, um, you know, and obviously your energy levels are not what they normally would be, so you're just kind of dragging, dragging through your days a little bit. Um, so it's a brutal experience, but there are some some beautiful revelations. Peace, Levette you know, um, that come along with that type of fast. So, you know, a three-day fast can be brutal. You know, um, a seven-day fast can be, a one-day fast can be brutal. You know you know what I mean? So, you guys, don't don't feel disappointed in yourself. Just, just feel empowered now with knowledge. Now I know. Okay, now I know. So next time you go around, you know, okay, let me, let me get on those teas. Sister Moksha did several lives i think i saw the second one um where she spoke about health stuff and food stuff okay go back look at the lives and okay maybe some things that i could have included in going into it and that's one one of the things i said going into it don't pick out you know what i mean um fortify as you're going in you know what i mean i i fortify even if i'm doing a one-day fast i don't just like eat right well sometimes i do but um I'll try to like fortify, you know, certain things. I'll I'll, I'll um, make sure I get into my system, uh, mineral-wise, before I go. So that's for anybody. I'm talking to you. But I'm talking to everybody. Anybody who feels a little disappointed because you didn't go as far as you wanted to go, don't sweat that. Just be armed with knowledge. That's all. You know, just be armed with knowledge. You know. Um, so yeah, man. You know. Um, and then again, every every equinox, every solstice, we right back on it anyway. So you have you have more chances to give it a shot, you know. Um, and if you want, um, I used to fast every month around the new moon, you know. Um, once in a while, I still do, but a lot of times when I do, I don't even. I just feel to, and then I find out it's oh the new moon, you know. Um, but I used to do that pretty steady, you know, around the new moon, just to bring things in a certain way. Um, I, li I like to be by myself, you know. I like to be by, my by myself in general. Um, I'm pretty much a loner, but I, f I consider food company. So, like, when, when new experiences are coming or, like, the new moon is coming, I don't, I don't want food with me. <laughs> I, I want just me, you know. So, a lot of times, I, you know, I fast around those times, too. Uh, the new year, you, you know, so it's so many opportunities, you know what I mean? It's so many opportunities to practice, 
you know, you just practice. You might, and mono meals are a great, great way to practice as well. You may say, okay, I'm going to take one day, I'm just going to eat greens, or I'm just going to eat rice. If, if you're a rice eater, I'm only going to eat rice, or I'm only going to eat fruit, but one fruit. I'm going to take the whole day, I'm eating nothing but coconut, or I'm eating nothing but mango, you know. Um, that also helps to prepare you as well, as well as to really, I mean, I'm a big proponent of mono meals because I'm, I'm a big proponent of keeping it simple. Keep it simple. You know what I mean? All this mixing this and mixing that and mixing that. And a lot of times we get all this great health advice, but it's, for me personally, I feel it's too internationalized. You know, like, oh, they got this Chinese herb you can use and you can use some of this Indian herb and they got this sacred herb that grows only in, you know, the mountains of Montana and Nah, nah, I ain't in all that. You know what I mean? Where am I from? What grows where I'm from? That's what I mean. All that other fly exotic stuff, that ain't that's not made for my 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 um my, my my physical structure. But, you know, your mileage may vary. But um you know, like I was just saying in terms of rebuilding those foundations and you know, fasting is a part of that. And it's something critical because, like I said, right now we're in a time period where there's like a forced rebuilding that's happening. There's things that are being taken. People are losing jobs. You know, peace, Arisha. People are um, losing health, <laughs> you know, um, and the anxiety and, and all of these different things that people are feeling. And as a result, they're losing sleep. They're losing friends. They're losing, losing loved ones and relatives. And, you know, from the very beginning of this, this, um, this whole experiment, I felt really, I really felt for young people because for some of you, you know, you remember what summer was like and the anticipation around summer, you know, and uh, this summer, oh, this summer, sweetheart, you're going to be in the apartment. You can't go outside, you know, and um, I really felt, fell for these young people, man, because I was like, man, that, that, peace, take care. You know, um, you know that's that's hard times right there when you've been stuck in a classroom all year, and now you think you're gonna be out riding your bike and having fun with your friends and stuff like that, and you're stuck inside. Or for those who graduated school, you know, and didn't have a real graduation, you know, so all of the the, the, the classes before them and all the fun they had at graduation, jumping and flipping off the stage, and they didn't get that, you know, so. There's a lot of things that we consider to be rudimentary and, and foundational that are being snatched away. And, um, you know, it's so important to understand how to rebuild ourselves after we change or, or lose our foundations. Sometimes it's the same thing with a fast. You know, with a fast, you um, you got to go into it a certain way and you got to break it a certain way. You know, so like. I'll be breaking this evening and willfully, uh, brother Vermont, your brother was able to, to hold up because I'm I, I, this extra day is for him. <laughs> so, you know, will, willfully uh, he was able to 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 maintain. So I'm doing the extra day with him. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll probably break tonight um, with um, some steamed vegetables. Normally, I wouldn't break with something that heavy. Normally, I would break with, like, I, I like to break with sauerkraut or sauerkraut or unsweetened coconut yogurt. I like as well. But um, I'm, I'm having a, a, a hankering for vegetables, which I don't normally crave 
vegetables ever, you know, and in particular okra. And I don't even like okra. I don't like it at all because I don't like how slimy it is. It it reminds me of let me let me keep the show clean. But it just reminds me of something I don't want in my mouth. Um, but I'm getting a hankering for okra, right? So I know how to make it so it's not slimy too. But um, before y'all start posting, right? I mean, you ain't have my okra. You ain't. Have, it's still slimy. Your okra that you make raw, that you fry up, it's still slimy. Right? Um, so, but I'm getting a, a craving for some okra. So I'm, I'm going to probably break my fast with like, uh, here we go, pickled okra. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Jeez, if you pickle it, you know, take all the slime out. No, it's nasty. No matter what, it's not. I don't want slimy stuff in my mouth, man. You know, break with avocados. Yeah, you could do that too. You know, that might, well, it depends on, you know, you know your body, you know your system, you know, that, for me, that would be a little heavy, you know, avocado, because of the oil, it would probably, yeah, it probably tear my stomach up, personally, but, but everybody, you, you know thyself, we saw it, but he went to bed earlier last night, he sure did, <laughs> I said, you hungry, go to bed, you know, you know, um, Oh, Southern, Southern, pickled oak. Oh, so that's a real thing? Ah, that's, that's nasty. Pickled, no, don't do that. Don't do that, baby. <laughs> pickled okra. No, no, no. No, I'm not doing that. That's, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Super good, huh? Okay. I, I don't have Southern genes, so maybe that's why I don't understand. I think it's it's a it's over my pay grade. I'm not eating no pickled okra, you know. Uh, pickles ain't really good for you anyway, cause it, all of that vinegar it, it hardens your internal organs. You know, you eat all that pickle stuff, then you got to follow it up with a whole bunch of, of warm tea or hot tea and stuff like that to unpickle your organs. You, you be walking around with pickled intestines and a pickled stomach lining, <laughs> you know. But not enjoy yourself. You know, I mean, sauerkraut is pickled. You know what I mean? So, you know, knock, knock yourself out. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so the brother's still there. He's still holding. All right, so, you know, bro, it's me and you. You know, whoever else. We we, we riding out to... Uh, I don't know when y'all started, but I my extra day is... I started um, six-day evening, Friday evening. So this evening will be my, my break, my breakfast, or my breakfast, um, sundown. Um... So anyway, so yeah, man, rebuilding the foundations becomes critical. I'm still thinking about that pickled okra. Oh, God. You put something like that on my plate. I, that plate is going up against the wall. I'm going to have to do a sugar Avery on you. Pickled okra. Nah. It's bad enough you got to eat okra as it is. You know? Um, especially when you eat it on the continent because they make a lot of okra stew. And then you eat it with fufu, and then you you, you know you, when you put the fufu in and you pull it, it just be the slime, just be, <laughs> you know, but um, tastes like a pickle. That's not enticing. Pickles don't really taste all that great. <laughs> that doesn't sell it for me. <laughs> oh no no no, chief, it's good. It tastes like liver. <laughs> Fail, 
fail. Fail. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but yeah. So um rebuilding those foundations, man, you know, <laughs> is is important. You know, like and my found my foundations ain't, you know what I mean, okra chips. Y'all are going off on this okra, man. Okra and fufu is the one. Yeah, it's the one to stay away from. That's it's the one. Yeah, the one to make me earl. Okra chips are dry and crunchy. My dad left. That's some old people stuff. I told you my my adult stuff never actually came in. Look look at my hands. Look at that. These are not the hands of a grown man. You see my hands? I got calluses, but they're not even hard inside. Just this part. My calluses are real hard. But here, it's weird. I don't have the leather skin underneath like other men have. I ain't got that. I didn't. I didn't. Some of my adult stuff. Honestly, I think I'm still going through puberty. Keep it to keep it keep it a thousand with you because sometimes I even get like little pimples and stuff. Like if I eat um, too many sweets, if I eat too many dates, I always get. You can see it in the videos. I always get a pimp bump at the same spot. So I don't eat adult food yet. So y'all probably like, y'all eat okra and be like, ooh, this okra is so good. Mm -mm -mm. That's for adults. I'm not eating stuff that I, I'm a grown man. I don't have to eat that. When I was younger, I had to eat stuff I didn't want to eat. But I'm not eating okra. Okra doesn't taste good to, to youthful taste buds. That tastes good to older people. Just like older people eat liver and be like, ooh, this liver and onions is good. It's disgusting. It's blood. It's congealed blood. How could that be good? It's rotten blood. But when you are old, it tastes good to you. I never got those taste buds in. It's still nasty to me. I'm sorry. It's still nasty. Um, Brussels sprouts. Well, actually, Brussels sprouts can be hooked up. But the idea of them is not, you know, I, I don't have grown grown people taste buds. So y'all can keep putting all these okra. You talk to each other. Y'all can put all these okra combinations in the, in the chat all you want. It's not going <laughs> to. No, you put the okra with the fufu. Okra chips. Why would I eat okra chips when I could have chip chips? That doesn't even make any sense. Why would I do that? that, that I don't understand that. You see what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. Nah, man. I ain't doing that. I'm going to eat food. that I, I don't eat nasty stuff. I eat healthy. I don't eat no nasty stuff, man. I always have to tell people that. when they. So what do you eat? You don't eat this? Listen, just know this. Nothing I eat is nasty. I eat good food. You know what I mean? I'm going goddamn okra chips. I'll tell you that goddamn much. Even them kale chips are nasty. You ever had kale chips? Disgusting. Especially they make kale chips and they got a cheesy taste to it. It's gross. No. That's just you trying to walk around at the, the, the African Family Day Festival with your bag of kale chips or okra chip, chips to let everybody know how healthy you are. That's all that is. And Hotep, peace. All right. Yeah, yeah. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings with them nasty. Nah, man. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. You know. But anyway. So thank you for the okra advice, but you you can keep that. You know, you keep that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna eat some steamed okra tonight. I'm not gonna enjoy it, but it's what I need. 
I can tell my my I can tell my body my body needs to seal in some moisture. I can feel it. You know, so that's why I need that okra. Okra is really good for your skin. Peace, peace, James Gadabaki. Um, it's it's good for a lot of things. It's so mineral rich. And um, you know, it's really good for sealing moisture in, you know. Um and I'm someone who's pretty much chronically dehydrated to be honest with you, which many have the same issue, but I know I have the issue because I don't, I don't, you know, um, I don't drink anything, you know, and, and you know what, that really came from, I'm going to keep it real before we go back to the foundations thing. Back in the days, I read a book called Doom um, by Frank Herbert. And when I read Doom, um, they had this, these group of people in the book called the Fremen. And the Fremen, the Fremen prided themselves in not being what they call water fat. And that was like a sign of over luxuriating and kind of being softened by society. You know, it's because they lived out in the desert and water was like a, you know, it was, it was scarce. So um, even when people would die or they would kill them, they had a way to process the, the corpse where they could extract the water from the corpse. And, and that became like a, a form of currency. So I remember reading that when I was much younger and I was like, yeah, that's like some, that's, you know, it's some warrior stuff to me. It's like, yeah, I don't need all that water. You know, I don't need all this. I don't need all that. And then I think that was around when I started moving into the one meal a day thing either. Yeah, I don't even need all that food. Don't need all that food. Don't need all that water. Don't need all that sleep. You know, that's, that's just signs of, of, you know, not to say I was correct, but I'm just saying this is where some of the, the, the stigma the stigmas come from and some other things that I went through as a youth where I just learned, learned to move without food and stuff like that. Chief, it tastes good fried. Here we go. Here we go. Had fried okra. I've had okra every way that you could imagine having it. Trust me, because I've had sisters for decades trying to get me to eat their okra. You ain't had my okra. I've had your okra. You ain't had, trust me, the way I make it, the only one who I know who can make okra in a way that's tasty and it's not slimy, the only okra I've ever had that was made and it was, you know, was actually good, is my okra. Yeah, I'm going to keep it it's totally real with you. I'm the only one, that, and people have eaten my okra and been like, wow, this is delicious, you're going right, because I know what's wrong with the okra. I know how to, how to alchemicalize it you know, make it right, you know, but yeah, the way I make my okra, that's the only okra that's good, the rest of y'all okra don't taste like nothing that nobody want to eat, so keep it to yourself, so anyway, back to foundations, we done lost a lot of foundations, I know y'all like, why, why, you know, you're going up on these tangents, you're not teaching, I told you it's command today, we're not doing, we're not teaching heavy, you notice some people didn't even come back. <laughs> people who were in the chats earlier, in the earlier commander days, chief would be asking questions. They ain't never even returned. They're like, I'm out. He ain't answering questions. I ain't coming back. All right, well, <laughs> you know, that is what it is, right? But, um, yeah, man, this is about, you know, setting the vibe for the day, setting the frequency, you know, whether we're joking with each other or teaching each other, inspiring each other, we setting the frequency. That's what we're doing first. You know, especially for those of us who are not really joining people like myself, you know, um, it's good to kind of set a tone 
to remind us that, you know, like I have to tell my, my youth and my family, like all the women, like I hate you until noon. And I'm, they know it. Peace, Sherelle. You know, you say that in front of them. If I say that in front of my youth, they'd be like, yeah. I tell them before noon, I hate all of y'all. I just, I hate you with a passion. Then it something changes. As soon as noon hits, then it's like, hey, what's up? How's the day going? <laughs> what y'all what y'all doing? What y'all up to? <laughs> but before noon, I hate everybody. Y'all too. I hate you too. <laughs> you know, I'm not a I'm not a dawning person at all, man. You know. Part of that is the is the reemergence, the coming forth by day. When the sun arises, I'm reminded every day that I'm that I have reincarnated back on the earth. So it's like a baby coming from the darkness of the womb. And like, y'all sent me back. You know, so for me, you know, like there's that prayer. Uh, what is it? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray my Lord's soul to take. So my soul to take something like that. I might have said it wrong because I, I don't think I've ever prayed as a child at the foot of my bed or nothing like that. We, we wasn't like that. Um. But yeah, it's like if I die before my before I wake, all right, I'd be that'd be all right. You know, let me get up out of here, man. Let me go to Pluto. <laughs> you know, I, they're finding new planets all the time, man. Let me go to one of the other planets and see what's going on over there. You know, so when that sun comes forth, the coming forth by day, coming forth by day. You know, when the sun comes forth, it's like Earth again. Okay, here we go. Another twenty-four on Earth. <laughs> now I know that may sound crazy to some of you, but you don't you don't become Chief Yuya by having regular people's thoughts, you know, or regular people's perspectives. So you have to float above the earth in order to really study, observe, and and understand the psychology of the earth and the people in it. You know, so yeah, there's a detachment there. But at noon when the sun is at its highest and it connects to my, my pineal organ then there's, there's other things that kick in, you know, because now I'm, I'm, I'm taking on the role of the redeemer, you know, but at nighttime, when I get to travel like Kansu, then I'm, I'm, I'm back in it. Okay. The night travel, here we go. Let's go. Now I can do my Draconis thing. I can do my dragon slash Dracula thing, you know, at night. So it's, it's a different kind of thing, you know, pray my Lord, my soul, the cake. Oh, okay. Pray my Lord. To, okay. I go, yeah, it would be different to pray the Lord. Yeah. Like I said, that wasn't really part of my, my routine, but I remember hearing it from uh, uh, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> you know. But uh, anyway, so we get our foundation snatched. What do we do? You know, a lot of times what happens, man, um, if you notice, when you, when you find yourself at your lowest points, when everything is taken from you and you can't rely... You can't climb up on the merits or the quality of anything that's been taken. The only thing you can turn to is your divinity. You ever notice that? You know, so a lot of times people, um, you know, like they say, man, when ain't nothing else you could do, just pray. When ain't nothing else you could do, just pray. That's actually true. That's actually true. Now, you know, I don't really advocate prayer in that sense, but um, the concept. It's true. I always had questions about where he is taking us. Where he's taking us. 
You mean Freddy coming for you? Or you mean, oh, the Lord, my Lord, my soul to take? Yeah, well, because she is, it's, it's erroneous because it's not your soul. So when you say, I meant the Lord. Oh, okay, I said it right first time. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Lord, my soul to take. It's not your soul. And, and the whole thing is wrong. The whole little nursery rhyme is wrong. I got popped in, uh, popped in my mouth for that question. Yeah, well, you know, hey, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's not your soul, number one. Soul, you know, souls are not localized to any personality or to any dominion um, like that. So it's not your soul, number one. And then number two, um, in any deeper spiritual understanding, you know that you wouldn't call your divinity Lord. Lord, um, I tried to get all my assistants to send me messages. I'll get back to that. Um, but yeah, you would know that um, Lord, if you're a Christian, right, if you're a Christian, Lord is actually a quote-unquote pagan term. So when you, Lord is always a reference to Babylonian archetypes or Baal, you know, or Baal, as some people say. But um, so that inclusion of the word Lord was was a tricky thing because before the word Lord was there in, in those ancient texts, there were actually archetypes names, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it gets deep. But um there were, like how you guys talk about Orisha and stuff, the names of different lower archetypes like Orisha were actually there and they replaced all of them and just used the word Lord. Um, so that's off. You wouldn't say Lord. If you were like a Christian praying at the edge of your, edge of your bed, you wouldn't say Lord. And then um, my soul, that's a, how could you have a soul? There, there is no a soul. This is the soul you know so you have it passing through you for 40 50 60 70 80 90 100 years but it's passing through you but there's no there's no ownership which is what makes the soul so powerful you can't screw it up <laughs> you don't own it so you can't taint it there is no my soul you know it's the soul that is able to reflect in me for the period a period of time and um where would you take me? I mean, I'm, I'm that the fact hurts Christians' brains. <laughs> it don't say that in my Bible. <laughs> oh, peace, Alex Lagant. Give thanks, man. Appreciate that. You know, uh, yeah, it don't say that in my Bible. Yeah, you're right, but they don't be reading the Bible. <laughs> so sometimes it's hard to have those kind of comments. Peace, Demetria. 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 Dementria, Bethel. Bethel, ah, I'm going back, talking about spirituality. Bethel, house of house of God. You know, um, but yeah, man, they don't even read it. And number one, and then number two, the whole Bible thing is, is so tricky because, like, they're stuck on those books. You know, there are upper kingdom and lower kingdom texts. Like, you heard me read out of the book of mormons you know there's the book of enoch there's the book of thomas there's 
the infancy of Christ. You know, these are all actual legitimate books. It's the book of Barnabas. I mean, we could just go on and on and on and on and on and on. You know, um, so so people don't really study. They don't understand the history of the book. If you're going to hold something up and say, this is the this is the unequivocal word of God, which I've always had an issue with, because how do you know? And what God? What God, number one, and how do you know that? And then I want to know the history of that of that that piece. How did that come into being? You know, who somebody had to assemble it. There was a time there was no printing presses. So someone had to assemble this thing. Who assembled it? Right? I, I want to know that. Now, I, you know, obviously I researched these things probably 30 years ago. But those are questions that they're not going to... You ask those questions, you know, like you said, Baba Uchu, like they start getting you know, agitated, you know what I mean? And next thing you know, they'd be like, listen, listen, listen. Do you believe in Christ? Do you believe that Jesus died for your sin? Like, it's going to always come down to that because that's how they try to shut everything down. Well, if you don't believe that, we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you're right. We probably don't have nothing to talk about, you know. Um, I think of Haru or Saw Yeshua, and I think he said, you see oneness, Shannon? Don't. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. It's not Haru, Asar, Yeshua, for Lord. No, nope, don't do that. That's, that's, that, that's a tricky one. It's not tricky, but it's something I wasn't going to talk about yet. Um, <laughs> that's how we got caught out there. Because we started to assimilate lower archetypes with higher archetypes. Don't assimilate lower archetypes with higher archetypes. It doesn't mean that you don't appreciate and enjoy the lower archetypes just as much. But no, they're not the same. Um, you might read about Ogun or Oshun or, you know, Zarabanda or Lucero, you know, or just Aiwedo or any, any kind of archetype like that. And you might say, well, that's the same thing as the Christ energy. It's not the same thing as the Christ energy. It's not. It's lower than the Christ energy. Just like you wouldn't look at, um, if you're coming from that background, you wouldn't look at Michael, the Archangel, or um, Gabriel, or Mikael, or Raphael, you know, or Uriel, or Azrael. You wouldn't look at those energies and be like, well, that's the same thing as Christ. But if you, but so that means if you compare one of those energies like you might look at Mikael and say, well, Mikael is a form of Shango. Gebrael is a form of Ogun. Well, do, would you assimilate? Well, most most probably would if you don't know, actually. Would you assimilate Ogun with Obatala or Rishanma? The exalted higher Orisha. Or assimilate um, Oshun or, or Shango with Oduduwa? Many would because they don't know any better. But let's just take it to a Christian thing. Would you assimilate those with, you know, the Christ? Or assimilate those with the mother spirit? No. You recognize that Yah the Father, Yah the Mother, and Yahawashai, <clears throat> the Son, excuse me, I'm just thirsty, um, <clears throat> Yahawashai, the Son, you recognize that they are actually I'm not thirsty let me let me keep it real I already know that was an attack 
Notice what happened when I said y'all the mother. Now my eye is watering. <clears throat> when I said y'all the mother, my, my, my throat chakra clenched up. It was actually an attack. But all of this is an irritant because you can't F with me. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> so y'all the father, y'all the mother who they call the Holy Spirit, who is wisdom. And then Yahweh the son, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't assimilate those energies or that levels on the lower levels with with the, the angels or the archangels. Right. So now nah, it's not don't don't make them all just don't just pass a line through them like that. That's where that's where study comes in. That's all. It's just, you know, it's, it's just points of study. Um these systems are much more deeper and complex than the average person wants to learn that they are. You know, it, it would seem as though that, like I said, you could read these books and you can say, oh, or just like people read the Odu and they're like, oh, well, the Odu are there for us to figure out what to do with our lives. Not really. No, that's not what the Odu are there for. The Odu are, are, are there. The Odu are life. <laughs> they, they, they are life. And you figuring it out, you don't have to figure things out if you live by the code. But you refuse to live by the code, so now you gotta get readings every 14 days. And ebos, and you gotta be killing chickens left and right. But obedience is better than sacrifice. Remember that one? You know, what is, you know, it's better to be lawful than to be expedient. So that goes back to what I was gonna share today in terms of like foundations. Um, when it comes down to those foundations being completely broken down and completely, you know, demolished, which I said is happening for a lot of people. Peace rolling. Hey, <laughs> hey, the traveler. <laughs> um, but when you when you have the idea of like those different foundations being broken down and like, you know, Baba Utu, it's some some of it is like what you said. Yeah, man. When you start to break down um, the Hebraic systems or 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 even islamic systems and people say well like you said hey me myself oh me myself actually put a picture of themselves i thought it was gonna be a, a picture picture okay cool you took it all the way there <laughs> but when you um when you start to break those things down and you realize that um you know this is deeper like i said when you when you are able to look at um, the sun books or the Helios Biblios and you realize that you're looking at a history book and if you could read it as that but a history of what? The soul you know then now it takes on a different meaning you know or, or different books and you realize a lot of these books are based around sun worship and then you realize okay cool well, is that what I want to do or not or, you know but there are there are levels like people sometimes because of their shallowness they read these texts with a shallow mind, you know. Um, it just says this and that's that, you know. Um, but you got to understand that there's a, a a true poet. This is why when you look at these figures, whether they be Buddha, whether they be Krishna, whether they be Yahawashai, you know, um, Mithra, you know, uh, Gilgamesh, you know, you, you look at these, shoot, I mean, I can go, Hercules, <laughs> I mean, we could just go on and on and on. Um, oh, Tahuti. You get the point, right? Now, now I'm just, you know, nerding out. But they always spoke in parables. 
And they didn't speak in parables to purposely confound you, but they spoke in parables in order to contain information. You see, so let's 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 take this for instance, right? Sometimes the very small things we look at, um, Khalil Gibran. You know, it's so funny. I got turned on to Khalil Gibran on a date. One of the only dates I've ever had in my life. Um, many, many years ago. And um, the sister said, uh, she said, you know, when you speak, it's it's very interesting. You you, you have this very poetic way of, of the way you talk. It's You, you talk like Khalil Gibran. I'm like, who? <laughs> the dude from Juice? You know, Raheem from Juice? She was like, no, <laughs> Khalil Gibran. She was like, you, you, you speak just, just like him. You have a, the way you speak, you know. And I ended up learning about Khalil Gibran and, <laughs> and going and studying him from that. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, and interesting enough, Khalil, Khalil Kane's father is one of the, the founding members of The Last Poets. So I wasn't, you know, wasn't too far off on that. But, um, yeah, so, like I said, sometimes we don't understand that there's, there's layered values and, and these works, and they speak in parables. Like I said, it, a very, very small a, example is um, when you when you look at Hebrew lettering, right? And you look at um, the word, uh, uh, the letter, Yod, Yod, right? Um, yod is a very, it's such a, it's a very small letter. Maybe it's, maybe it's the smallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet, I'd probably say. Um, it's just a little tiny mark. And it doesn't, peace, La Cruz, good dawning, great grand rising to you too. It doesn't touch, like, you know how you have your, your lines on your paper. It doesn't go down to the line, like, let's say, um, uh, Resh would, which is like R or, or Vav, even, you know, um, which you would say for B or peace, the Naba, free, you know, so, it's a little tiny letter. Boom. It's just a little mark you made that doesn't even touch touch the lower lines. Why? Because Yod, um, which, you know, is 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 the is a letter that represents the divine. It represents the Almighty. You know? So when you look at it even in writing and you look at it in symbol, and it's and when it's written in script, it almost looks like Ruresh, which are it's Ruesh is written like this, like a backwards R, lowercase, like a backwards lowercase R. Well, or Resh, excuse me. Now, Ruach means spirit, right? So you have the big R, spirit, and then you have the little Yod. And, and cursive has the same, you can make it with the same, same shape, but small, right? So why... When, when we look at the tetragrammaton and, you know, we have the lettering there, you know, yod can be present there, you know, depending on how it's written. And you start to see that there's a mystery that's being sh shared just in the writing. You see, just, just, just in the way it's written, you know. So there's a deepness. Now, some people will look at it and just be like, oh, that's what we use for the letter Y. You know, so that that that's that's that that's that's yo okay that's why, you know you can 
you can look at it like that. Um, or you could realize that in sacred texts, there's going to be things that are going to have a deep, compiled, voluminous, metaphorical value. You know, just like when you look at the Tree of Life or or you look at the Odu Ifa and you're looking at the, the geomancy of the actual formations of the Odu and you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm seeing uh, uh, um, single line, single line, double line, double line. That's probably how I many you, you might say it. We would say it light, light, dark, dark, right? Um, that's Erosun. So I'm just, okay, that's Erosun. Now, what, where do we go from there? Okay. But then you might say, okay, well, why is it formed like that? Why is it two lights over two darks? What does that mean? And does each line have its own designation? So those of us who know, we know that, no, that top line, that's the head, then the shoulders, then the stomach, then the feet, right? So what does it mean to have light at the head, light at the shoulders, dark in the stomach, dark in the feet, right? What, what are the feet? What do the feet represent? The feet, well, your feet are transformation. What does the stomach represent? You know, it, it, the stomach can represent your deity. You know, what do the shoulders represent? The shoulders are everything in your world reality that supports your consciousness. What does the head represent? Well, the head represents your consciousness, right? So, you know, we're looking at all of those different things. and But, but all you have in front of you on a, on a tray is light, light, dark, dark. So it could just be that. You know, light, light, dark, dark. It will soon. Okay. It will soon means that you need to um, give an offering to your ancestors. It could just be that because it, it usually means you need to connect with ancestral energy. You need to go, you need to go into the dark. You need to go into, into the past and, and see what's going on there. It could mean that. Or you might understand that it means a lot more than that. There's a whole, there's a whole metaphorical experience or metaphysical experience just with light, light, dark, dark. Um, Ero soon deals with gambling, <laughs> you know, in, in games of chance. But you have to understand, of course, how to read it to um, see that. And then for me, whenever I read Odu, and I know this is when everybody wants to start stealing now. Scour Facebook and, and IG. You want to see a bunch of videos now come up breaking down the Odu of Ero soon, Meiji. That's right. Y'all can have it. Um, but when you're doing it, you also want to look at the converse. So the converse would be a woman, Meiji. You know, he who walks with his head on backwards. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you might just look at lines. The, the converse is dark, dark, light, light. You see? So um, just like, the, you know, those savior energies. Peace, peace, Baba Anwar. Um, they stay, they... Um, they may speak in parables to compress a whole volume or library of information into one statement. You know, anything that's profound or anyone that's profound is going to do the same thing, you know? Um, so it's the same thing when you're looking at these Bibles and these Qur'ans and, and these different books and, and, you know, you're looking at compressed information and you want to try to decompress it or uncompress it and, and unfold it and yeah, there's something on on the top layer, but let's just let's go, let's go. You know, you keep digging, and that's what Ifa is. Ifa is you dig, you go beneath the surface, keep digging, keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. You know, um, and it's bottomless. It's bottomless. Why? 
because the bottom gets bigger the more you dig. That's that's the trick to it. There is no stopping. It, it gets bigger when something is profound. When something is profound. We could study light for our entire life. Like I said, light, but do you really know what light is made up of? What is light? We use the word, but what exactly is light? What makes light? What are the laws of light? Then we can go to dark. What's dark? You know, is is dark relative? You know, is dark even related to the word black? Is dark the absence of light or is dark the presence of a different kind of light unseen to the human eye? Like, we could spend a lifetime just studying that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, man, everything has a has a has a metaphorical, you know, power to it. And this is really for the men to understand and learn. So for the women who are listening right now and you're like, whew, that's I, I ain't time to be studying all You don't have to study all that. That's for your man to study. And then he brings back to you what's necessary for the growth of the house and for you to fulfill your purpose. Don't worry about all the other stuff. You don't, you know, don't worry, pretty little head. <laughs> I know y'all like, y'all like statements like that, but uh, <laughs> that is what it is. You know, that's how we advance as a people. Everybody has a role to play and everyone is not scientists, though they want to front like they are um, for likes. <laughs> they want to front like they're scientists for likes, you know, but um, it's not everybody's role. It's not everybody's role but um like i was saying and i'm i'm flowing so don't feel like you know he got off the subject we had an hour i'm about to get off anyway so um yeah just with foundations man i just wanted to share like as you're as you're resetting your foundations of how you're eating and things like that through the fast for those of you who did it another reminder let's see if i can flick it off there we go you're getting good at it But, um, yeah, for those of you who actually participated and you're actually in the work of resetting your personal foundations, you know, um, one of the best ways, like I said, we always do that and we should do it is turn to divinity. When, when you have to rebuild your life, start with divinity, turn to divinity, you see, and turn to your creator, turn to your source, Right. Notice I'm not saying turn to the universe. That like again, I need you to grow up beyond that. Those those are those are those are terms for people who don't want to be accountable for what they do. The universe and the universe and the universe. Make it so eerie and mystical that you can't pinpoint it. And if you can't pinpoint it, you can't nothing can be accountable for anything. You know? Um Sometimes people do that when they, they, they fake humility. You know, they'll say, oh, man, you don't have to call me pastor this or minister that or this and that, man. I'm, I'm just so-and-so, right? So that means I can act any old way I want. <laughs> and, and you don't have to, and you never have anything to anchor me to or tether me to or hold me accountable to. That's, that's really what that is. Peace, Lewis. I, I hope I said it right. I asked yesterday. I said it right, but you didn't say anything, so I'm assuming I did. Um, so yeah, man, um, we turn to divinity. That's number one. But um, the other piece to that is the way you reestablish yourself after your foundations have been torn down is through law and order. Just, just like the TV show. 
law and order. Law and order are your first stop-offs to reestablishing and rebuilding yourself. It is through law that the, that the exotic and mystical values of these entities y'all love so much, they come through the expression of the law. That's how they're birthed, through law, right? And um, by establishing people who say that abandoned systems with laws, not knowing or ignoring there are universal laws. Peace, Ricochet. Yeah, there's universal laws, exactly. Um, laws that, that rule the universe. So when those laws give birth to wind and fire and water and earth and moving water and salty water and foamy water, you know, so these archetypes that you are looking to, a lot of time you turn to the archetype to help rebuild your life. Oh, let me go to Ogun because Ogun is good with structures and Obatalize, you know, the whiteness of the bones. And let me go to Obata because I need my structure, my frame rebuilt. No, go to the law that gave birth to those entities. You see, I mean, ultimately, those entities are projections of your subconscious mind. Grow. But, um, so what happens is when you begin to rebuild yourself, you look for law, you look for order, um, you look for fairness, you look for justice. These are the things that you begin to build your, 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 your foundations back, back on again. Um, of course you look for love, you know, but not in the way that you think it. So just leave that, leave that to later. Cause you we'll, we'll cover love. I mean, we've covered it a lot already, but, but for now, law, order, justice, fairness, that's how you rebuild foundations that have been destroyed, you know, and you have to turn to divinity. Peace can one seven one. Peace, greetings to you. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's how that's how life is rebuilt. That's how life is founded upon laws. You know, um, sometimes you know when we when we speak about um, your love of Allah's wisdom, you already know what it is this year, but. Um, you know, when we speak about the creation of, of the worlds and things, sometimes it's hard to imagine that the archetypes that we celebrate, who we attribute creation to, are actually bound by certain laws. You know, um, if you have an archetype that says, I'm the truth, then that means they're bound by the laws of truth or the truth or, or the laws that produce truth. That means they can't lie to you. You know, um, if if they say I'll supply your needs or think anything like that, they're bound by those are they're telling you. Oh, okay, something told me it was the Spanish way. Thank you, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so Luis, so um, that's peace, Diedrich Malone. Um. So yeah, man, that that's an important thing. And I know, again, for a lot of people right now, they're losing everything or they've lost everything. Or for a lot of people, they're using this as, a, as an excuse to lose everything. You got some people now who have more money in their bank account than they've ever had because when they got all that back unemployment pay, you know, it's like, oh. <laughs> and then they stop paying their rent or their mortgage and they're like, ooh. And then they put a freeze on repossessions and they're oh. You know, now I can finally live out my dream and move to Atlanta, <laughs> you know, or, or whatever it is. You know, some people had those opportunities to kind of reestablish their foundations. 
you know, right now. And I know, I know what y'all been thinking. <laughs> I know what y'all been doing. <laughs> I saw people are not really crying and complaining too much. You know, you know, you took advantage. And there's some of us, you know, we got businesses. So you took advantage of some of those, those business loans and you got in on that, that PPP, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, paycheck protecting program. And when they were given the $10,000 grants, I mean, some of y'all did that and got caught out there with buying Ferraris and stuff, you know, in Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, some people took advantage of that and got on top of that. And, you know, but here's the thing. Rebuilding foundations, man. Um, you know, yeah, you see, y'all know. <laughs> Peace, Hulu, occultism. But... Now is really a time to rebuild the foundations with law, man. Robin season. <laughs> but you know, you got to understand something. It's just, just take a little bit of uh, uh, Unk's advice, man. Um, just, just, you know, just hear me out for a second. Since when has this place ever given a damn about the citizens who live here? And citizen, the root of the word citizen is slave, by the way. If you're a citizen, you're a slave. So, what have they ever given a crap about the slaves here, or the businesses here, or, you know, well, we're going to give the Paycheck Protection Program to keep the businesses from, or people from having to file from unemployment because they'll bankrupt the system. The system been bankrupt. You just print more money, you know. Um, you know, so since when have they ever cared? Pay attention. <laughs> you know... There, there are people who are saying, look, we know we we know we did some dirty, rotten, scoundrel type stuff, but we're giving you an opportunity. We're giving you your rep reparations. We're giving you an opportunity to rebuild your foundations. Some people now are sitting with ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in the bank. They never seen that much money in their bank account, but because of these different programs and stuff like that, they were able to file for small loans or. Like I said, some people were living off $100 because after they were paying all their bills and their rent, they had nothing left. But because of everything that crashed, they were now able to qualify for government assistance, government loans, and and um, uh, uh, what is it, the pandemic unemployment assistance, the PUA, all these different programs that they came out with. That was the money that you were supposed to use to leave Babylon not go buy a bigger TV because, well, we stuck in the house, so we might as well go get that 75-inch or that 90-inch TV. It wasn't for that. That's not what it was for. It was for you to leave. Are you still buying food? Are you still buying supplies? Those of you who, who don't have felonies, are, are you, you know, getting licensed? Some of your states, you, you know, you can get your carry permit. Like, are you doing that? You do realize you got about another year or two, right? You do realize that, right? Before, like, complete pandemonium breaks loose. We got about another year or two. They're going to slowly let you back. They're going to slowly let you back. They, they got some of these children going into the schools, which are just big Petri dishes. They're just big petri dishes. They're going in there, getting infect infected. And I mean, there's some people saying the pandemic is over. The the ex um, head of Pfizer Medical, 
he came out with a report, I think it was yesterday, the day before, and he said the the, the positive reports are false because the pandemic is, 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 is gone, it's done, it's over. It depends on what we call a pandemic, right? I mean, I think that's something that we need to look at. Um, this, this, isn't, this isn't just about a disease going around. This, there's different kind of diseases that are going around right now. And there's more things that are going to be happening. You know, um, you got an election coming up that's going to be very polarizing. Your pandemic, exactly, Robert Utu. You know, but you have an election. <laughs> Everybody's on a pandemic, pandemic. <laughs> but you got an election coming up that's that's going to be, it's going to eventually end up with the righteous versus the unrighteous. And I'm not talking about the two people, the two four devils running. I'm not talking about them. Um, so this isn't a, you know, you better get out or your voice don't count. Come on, grow up, grow, grow the freak up, man. Um, but that money that you got was enough for you to get out. And I'm not just saying, get your passport and go to Africa. I'm not saying that. That's not the answer for everybody, especially when you do have people here who, you know, you got some people who have medical conditions that have them tied to this land. You know, I, I have a, a good brother of mine who has sleep apnea, ap apnea. And a lot of times when I'm like, yo, we could do that. He's like, nah, I need my machine. I ain't got my machine. I got a problem. You know, I got a, uh, another really, really good brother of mine. He's on dialysis. So he just can't go into the middle of the woods and like just, you know, rock out, you know. Um, and I am fortunate and you are fortunate. Those of you who can make moves or maybe who have certain talents and gifts where you can, um, build wealth, delocalized wealth. That's a, that's a beautiful blessing and get out. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to go to Africa. Everybody, you know, I'm going to go to Ghana. I'm going to go to, trust me, I'm, I'm telling you something. That's not, that is not the land of, of of plenty in paradise. There's foolishness there too. And one of the things I, I'll be totally honest about you with, with you about when stuff really hits the fan, you want to be around your own. You don't want to be in a place where you're considered a foreigner. Number one, number two, you don't want to be in a place where it's difficult to navigate and move around. You could drop me in the New York city sewer system. <laughs> I can move around underground because I know New York City right and I know that sounds crazy but when when it comes to survivalism you need to think like that you know do I really know this town do I really know these people do I really know my neighbor do I really know where to get resources do I really know to get where to get supplies or how to get to all the rivers and where where everyone else isn't going to get to all the rivers do I know all the little secret codes and things like that you may not know that in a foreign country you know so you know, just to be honest with you, it's not always about get out the country, get out the country, because everywhere is facing judgment. If you think it's just this place, then you got it confused. I'm going to say this before I go, and I've said it before, but I need, I think it, it bears, it's worth reiterating. This is a beautiful place. This country is, is gorgeous. You know, I'm talking about the topography, just so you're clear on what I'm talking about. The topography of this landmass is beautiful. You, you're getting that from somebody who's been 
everywhere, right? There's not too many places that I've that I've traveled to that I can get in my car and be in different climate zones. And and like and let's let's say I could travel like three, four different climate zones in like two, three days. That's pretty amazing. You know? Um so sometimes we forget that because we're so locked into the beast and we think, well the beast has poisoned this place and the beast has done this to this place. Beast ain't ain't that powerful. The beast has poisoned itself, and the beast recognizes that that the balance of power is shifting, and the beast is trying to trick you into certain things. Nah, man. Nah, man. You know. Um, <laughs> so no, you have to be about your agenda. I don't want I don't want to get off into. There's a lot of things I can say about that. I don't want to get off into that too much, man. But what's more important than well, I'm gonna just leave and things like that. You know, you take all of those resources that are coming because they're gonna, they're gonna say, "Well, hey, we, we we tried to help you. Those of you living in New York, we put a rent freeze. Yeah, you had, the rent was gonna be due at the end, but what do you care about your credit? <laughs> you already got a four fifty six credit score. You could have just left and not paid them nothing, and then when they asked for it, just bounce. Like you could have, we put the freeze on it. We and we put thirty forty thousand dollars into your bank account." We gave you a loan that if you don't pay it back, it's only going to affect your credit and you got a 456 anyway. <laughs> so, hey, we gave you all the money you needed to leave. So I guess you want to be here. <laughs> I guess you want to endure what comes next, you know? So rebuilding foundations, go to law. Like I said, go to order, go to, go to what's just, you know, um, Begin there and um, start to reestablish and rebuild yourself from that perspective, you know. And I've been talking about this for a minute, so I'm not even going to do the, yo, Chief, what, what should we do? Because people are still sending me those questions, and I just ignore them. I don't even answer them. Like, like I said, especially for you guys, if it takes me to tell you to go protect your family, you're done. You're done. Like I said, I hope you got a pretty mouth. Because that's in a minute, that's the only way you're going to be able to feed your family. You're going to be out on a, on a strip with some fishnet, fishnet on and some thigh-high boots. You know, talking about you want a date. You know what I mean? You want a party? You know, I really get in the cops. There's a lot of cops out here. Open the door. You're going to be doing that, you know, next, next to your daughter. So if you want to avoid that, and some of you are already doing it. Proverbially, you're already doing it. You've already prostituted yourself to the system. You know, so that's all I'm going to say about that. As you're rebuilding foundations, man, you're being given opportunities right now in this moment to rebuild, and you're not even seeing what's, what's happening. You know, but law, cling to the law, cling to what is righteous, go to that righteous law. What creates these other realities? What creates these other entities? That's what I'm going to hold on to. That's what I'm what I'm going to rebuild my life based upon. Not based upon what I've always wanted. Some of y'all got some real old dreams that don't even work anymore. You still... Here, check this out. When you hear me say things like, yeah, man, you got a 9 to 5. Who still works a 9 to 5? So think about even when you hear me say that. 9 to 5. Who still has a 9 to 5 work schedule? They don't even do that anymore. 
it's 8.30 to 5 or 8.30 to 5.30. They get that extra. The government says they got to give you 30 minutes for lunch, but they take that right back. No, you won't come at 8.30. <laughs> so some of these things are old paradigms, you know what I'm saying? And truth be told, the whole concept of a 9 to 5 is, that's old school, man. That's old. That's back when com computers were white. <laughs> white plastic computers, you know, that's that's back in those days. You know what I mean? And 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 your computer and, and your computer keyboard was loud and clunky. That's those days. That's those days are over. You know, um, it ain't about a nine to five anymore. It's about while I'm sleeping, I'm making money, and I'm being supported. And, and I have and I have businesses that are that are um, not only residual, but my um, my money makes money. It's been that for a minute now, you know. The whole nine to five thing is 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 going to be phased out by machine learning anyway. Machines, it's twenty four twenty four seven until they break down. So only people who really going to have work, people know how to fix the machines until the machines learn how to fix themselves. Uh oh. <laughs> you know. Now we got a different kind of issue. You're going to wish you knew those subways, those those sewer systems. And, and you're going to be like, oh, Chief was right. I should have took that dog on dollars Bro, I should have took that dog on dollars $30,000 that they gave me, man. And I should have went and got myself some land out in Arizona somewhere where nobody wants to be. <laughs> went and got me, you know, five or ten acres, man, and learned how to plant some fruit trees and, and grow some berries and some some food and, you know, um, raise a couple of animals. I should have learned how to ride a doggone horse, <laughs> you know, so I could stay off of these main roads, man. I should have learned how to shoot a doggone bow and arrow. I didn't think a time was going to come where I couldn't just get ammo, where ammo was going to be scarce. I, I should have learned metallurgy, man, so I could become a gunsmith. I should have learned how to make my own guns so I don't have to be having to have uh, weapons that I got to register and already have serial numbers on them and things like that. I need to take it back to the 70s and the 60s when they were making zip guns, you know. I need to take it back to that, actually, when I was making those. Not just the 70s and 60s, you know. Shoot, I need to learn how to make me a doggone zip gun. They gave me $50,000. <laughs> And I don't have to pay my rent, car note, or anything. You know? Yeah, but it's time to rebuild the foundations. We'll get into it a little bit more. I don't want to take up too much of your daughter. Um, rebuild. Grow. Rebuild. 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 Because these things are not going to be here forever. I sure as heck is not, I'm not going to be here forever. Um, I actually um, was looking on my calendar this morning for the end date. <laughs> for the commander day, I was like, "Yeah, I think that should be that. Sh that should be sufficient, you know." So nothing lasts forever. We live in a in a in a um, reality that's marked by the value of, of temperance, you know. Um, you know, they never heard of a zip gun, huh, Esme? What they used to say? Message. <laughs> There's no wasted words. Just like when you read sacred scriptures, they don't just throw words in there just to try to make the book thick. Every word is intentional. It's given to you for a reason. Okay? Well, 
So yeah, man. So I'm going to head out and I'm going to will all of you. Uh, you probably broke your fast already or you're breaking it. On Like I said, for some, I think Kashia said you're going to um, Wednesday, you know, um, you know, <laughs> call the spring chicken. <laughs> Yeah, you know, zip bob, <laughs> Utu, them zip buns also is a little dangerous too. You know, you only have one shot. You know, you better make it count. But they work. They work. They work. They work. You know, you can make them out of a lot of different things. You know, learn how to make things, man. Yeah, even your your defense doesn't have to rely on the system. It just it doesn't have to. You know. I, I had a sister give me a whole two boxes of MRE packets a month ago. She was like, yeah, you know, um, what am I going to do with these? They were giving them out at the church, and I got two boxes of them. I'm like, what you going to do with these? Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I'll figure out something to do with them. <laughs> you know, um, I'm like, you just, like, blessed my, my whole emergency supply, you know. But sometimes, again, people don't realize that they think things are going back to normal and you know that certain things they're not going to need you know and certain things that will always be there for them to get but you're going to have to learn how to explore the work of your own hands going forward all right everyone um enjoy your day be safe i'm going to make me a little bit of juice and water probably just some i think i'm gonna start with some i'm, I'm a little um parched so uh, I think I'm going to start with uh, some root tea. No, nah, I don't feel like doing all that, man. I'm just going to drink some water. <laughs> all right. But uh, yeah, we'll start with some water and uh, maybe I'll, I'll um, juice or something a little later. But Wild, Go Wild Girl, Nikki Lou, Amal, you know, Kashia, uh, Information, Baba Utu, Baba Armoire, Brother Ramon. Rika Shai, I'm just Sister Sister Maksha, Shannon, Krishan, you know, uh, Mama Marva, she probably left for work already though. Um, Sister Andrine, you know, Lime Water got me feeling clean inside. That's good, man. That's good. And lime, lime smells good too. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. I'm glad, man. Cleaning out, get, get them worms up out of you, get, get the stuff you don't need. All this, that's how you rebuild foundations too. Get rid of people and stuff that you don't need, man, because you can't build on broken things. You know? Grow. Alright, everyone. Be well. Peace. Peace, peace, peace.